This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park related shows, rides, attractions, smells. And other things. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, I'm joined by my lovely, talented, beautiful, and uh, uh, smelling available co-host, Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Uh, hello, Jack. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. How are you doing? I'm good. I just went to the bathroom to wash my hand, oh, and yeah. it, didn't, it didn't help. Didn't help? <laughs> I'm going to be smelling... I'm going to be smelling eight different smells for the <laughs> next 24 hours. So uh, we have a very fun episode planned for you today. We actually have a gentleman by the name of Liam Findlay, who uh, who came on, who's coming on the show. We're doing an interview with him later. Uh, I will let you know in advance that we recorded the yeah. interview before <laughs> this. So uh, so Jeff went into it not knowing what this guy was involved with, and uh, we had a lot of fun. We we did a we we're going to do a smell test. With Jeffrey, where Liam sent us over some uh, different smells to give a shot uh, to see if we can uh, see if Jeff can recognize what they are. Probably, probably worth watching this one uh, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to listening to it just for some of our reactions. But also, Liam is easily the best dressed person Absolutely. we've ever had on the show. Absolutely. So if you want to check us out, our video is going to be up at youtube.com slash annual pass. Of course, you can follow us on social media as well at annual underscore pass on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, and also grab a shirt. I got the new I got the new shirt on store.roosterteeth.com. We have our new uh, lanyard with the uh, the pin set and everything in. I also have school spirit and wore the same shirt too. <laughs> I don't want it to look like I don't care about annual pass, but we're uh, we wore the same shirt. We did. Right? We did. Okay. We're, we're adorable that we but both wore the exact the same twins. shirt. Oh, yeah. you're, you're so cute. Uh, like you're representing your other podcast as well. That's that's fine. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, we, we got a fun episode today. Jeff, do you know that I'm actually leaving to go to Florida tomorrow? As of recording this, I'm leaving to go to Florida tomorrow to go run a half marathon. You already did that bit. We covered that extensively. <laughs> Get new material. No, no, that was the that was the full marathon. <laughs> I'm doing so. I'm now. I'm I'm now. The, so now you're uh, gonna go work half as hard. I'm gonna go work half as hard. It should be a lot more fun. This, you, this time I'm going to. It's basically it's a half marathon. So mm. I run from Epcot to Magic Kingdom and then back to Epcot, which is much nicer because uh, th during the full marathon, you start at Epcot, and it wasn't until mile 10 that I got to Magic Kingdom. Mm. This time, it's just mile 5. Like, literally, Main Street USA is mile 5. Oh, that's that's cake. I'll be able to do that, no problem. couple questions for you. Shoot. Okay, one, have you maintained your training? Do you feel ready for it? I, I slowed it down a little bit, but I'm still training. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I can now run 10 miles without stopping. Second question. At least that was the most I've done. Yes. Are you going to try, because you're running a truncated route, mm -hmm. you know, you're going from 26.2 miles down to 10, are you going to run 13, 13.1. 13.1, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's not a 10 mile. Yeah, you said 10. And I ran 10, yeah, yeah. You ran anyway, 10. Uh, for training. Are you going to uh, try to run that harder or faster, or are you going to maintain the same pace as if you were going a full marathon? I, I'm going to go a little bit faster, but I'm also, my, my goal for this one is to... When I'm not uh, taking a drink, like because they have water stations and stuff, mm -hmm. or they have like snack stations, and they also have photo stuff as well. So they actually have like characters out you can take photos with. When I'm not either taking a photo or taking like a drink or, or you know some sort of fluid or eating something, I want to be running. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal, like okay. to basically not stop. So like I'm always going to be moving, you know, like at least jogging between stuff. Like so, I'm, it's not like I'm just going to pass everything and keep going nonstop because I'm there for the yeah. the Disney experience of it. But I do want to go a little bit quicker. Two more questions. Shoot. Third, third question is, uh, when you did the full marathon, mm -hmm. your whole family came out, and I was going to as well, but of COVID. 
uh, came out to support you. Yes. Do they care at this time? <laughs> Actually, my dad's coming out with me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's my so uh, Katie's got school. My wife has school, but uh, my dad he's going to come out and hang out with me. And so him and I we're actually going to go to Universal together, and then we're, he's going to come watch me start and be at the midway point and finish the marathon. So. That 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 would be a trip worth going on just to hang out with your dad. I like him a lot. <laughs> uh, fourth and final question. Final question. What are you running from? <laughs> uh, age, <laughs> Good answer. being Good forty. Answer. Good so, uh, well, speaking of running stuff, uh, I do have a little bit of news before we get into the interview with Liam. Uh, this past couple of weeks, uh, registration for future run Disney races have begun. So, are they're they're becoming up soon? They've announced dates for them. So, there's the Wine and Dine, which is uh, it's it's in November. It's November fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's the five k, ten k, and then half marathon. Uh, registration for that is March twenty second. At 9 a.m. Central. So if you want to run that, make sure you're awake on March 22nd at 9 a.m. Central. And then Marathon Weekend, which is next January, January 2023, which you're totally going to run with me, right? You're going to do a you, you can do a 5K with me, maybe? When? It's uh, January 5th through 8th. So the 5K will be on the what, 5th. What year? <laughs> 2023. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. There we go. You heard it here first on Annual Pass. Jeff is going to do a 5K with me. Uh, registration for that opens April 19th. At 9 a.m. Central as well. So, uh, yeah, and those things you have to sign up for immediately because they do sell out. So I'm going to be on there. I've already told my friends. I don't know if I've told you, but I'm going to attempt the Dopey Challenge next year. Okay. Which is run the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon. And not only that, over on our Discord, which we'll have a link in the description, hopefully, if we don't forget to put it in there again. (laughs) On our Discord channel, we have a running group now that is like the most supportive, kindest most friendly running group ever um, that all we're all doing stuff like we're all going to run together like that's the thing it's like now everyone wants to like run marathons and run stuff together and so now we have this really awesome group as a matter of fact on this mar- uh, this half marathon this weekend there are two runners in the group that are going to meet up with me and we're going to try to like take photos and stuff before the race I'll tell you so, what I'll do what's that <clears throat> I'll run the 5k with you okay if Ben runs it with us Ben Ben's gave it he gave a thumbs up uh, he wasn't supposed to say yes <laughs> We got to talk about this later. You, we got to get on the same page, man. No, what this means is now work can pay for it. So it's great. We're gonna, uh, <laughs> there you go. It became a work expense as opposed to individuals. Never so. mind. Now I'm out. No, no, I'm out. no. no ben. It's not in the budget. Anyway, so uh, that is, uh, that's coming up. The registration again, uh, March 22nd for Wine and Dine, which is in November, and then April 19th for the marathon weekend for next year. I'm going to be signing up. I don't know if I'll do Wine and Dine, but I'm going to sign up for something mm. uh, for marathon weekend is, uh, for sure. And then one last thing before we get into this interview. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot, which took over the uh, universe of energy, they're in the testing phase right now. They're still building outside of it. Like there's a giant ship they're building out Mm -hmm. in front of it right now. Still walled off, but they're doing, they're actually running the track. So the actual ride inside is pretty much done. As a matter of fact, the new chief corporate affairs officer, Jeff Morell, who, uh, worked, how, how does he spell Jeff? Uh, with a G. He spells G-E-L-F-F? the correct way. Yeah. I had a feeling. I don't know why. Uh, well, Jeff Morell, he actually took a photo of himself getting off the attraction, and he tweeted something along the lines of, check it out starting Memorial Day weekend, and then very quickly removed it and said, check it out in the future. Oh. <laughs> so he may have accidentally announced the uh, the weekend that it's going to be open. So it's, it looks like maybe May we can uh, go ride the new Guardians ride. So that's pretty cool. I want to check that one out. So uh, you and I, I think... Uh, well, I might be out in Orlando sometime in May, so we'll figure it out. I'll, I'd like to go and uh, and ride that one. Absolutely. It's going to look very, very cool. So anyway, that's it for our news. Jeff, why don't we get into this interview right now? Because I'm very, very excited for you to smell these things 
and and we're going to jump back in time and you don't know what this is. Stuff is. So here we go. Here's our interview with Liam. Jeff, I am very excited because we have a cool guest on today's show. We have Liam Finlay from the UK all the way across the pond to come talk to us today about a very, very unique and cool thing that happens in, inside the parks and inside or really in any sort of amusement area that I know you're going to dig. Okay. I, Go ahead. I was about to say, I say this without hyperbole. I, I, you know, I very rarely know what we're doing ahead of time. Yes. Is this something I've experienced or done before uh, in a park? I would say yes. I would say yes. So, okay. Liam, welcome to Annual Pass. Welcome to the show. And uh, how, how's your day been so far? It's been good, thank you. It's a, it's a bit weird thinking that you guys have just kind of woken up, and I've been. <laughs> <laughs> That's Actually. true. It is a little bit early for us over here in the states. So, uh, so Liam, do you want to tell Jeffrey what you do? Uh, when working with theme parks? Um, so I'm a themed scent consultant. So I what? work alongside um, theme parks and also museums and scare attractions to advise on the best ways, the most effective ways they can apply scent to their experiences. That's a real job. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So Liam makes smells for people or he provides smells for, for theme parks and attractions and how, stuff. How do you get that job, Liam? Well, I I already worked as a freelance attraction designer um, and I was interested in how smell could be used um, in attractions. And I reached out to um, Aroma Prime, who I work for, um, to see if I could offer some of my kind of knowledge in the area of attraction design to apply it into scent application. Because lots of scent companies have staff from like scenting backgrounds or chemistry backgrounds. And um, so I wanted to kind of um, use my knowledge of guest flow and storytelling and um, all that kind of thing um, to help out and uh, mix the worlds. <laughs> <laughs> that is, so how do you become a freelance attraction designer? Well, well how, how does someone do that? Like, because I want to do that. I could I could freelance. I could make some no, rides. You, you can't. I could totally could. do it. You I could can totally do it. <laughs> how do you get into that world, Liam? Um, well, it's, it's a bit like some of the... Um, what's been said in some of the other interviews you've done i've had a little listen um it's kind of um i did an animation degree um so i had a, a design experience and storytelling experience and um like themed entertainment is very similar to film um and then i went into um working at an escape room for a while and i was kind of looking around for kind of themed entertainment design opportunities and i emailed loads of companies and then eventually there was one that was after an escape room designer for a job. Um, so I could like apply all my design skills from my animation course and um, take on that and help them out with their escape room. And I've been doing it for companies ever since. Wow. So you're here and here first. All you got to do. You got to try to, to, well, to get a job working with smells is get an animation degree. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, it's as easy as one to two. That's how it works. Yeah. I, I made an escape room for, for RTX forever ago. I could totally do this. Do you have a refined smell palette? I don't. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't. So uh, so Liam, so from there, you, you how did how did the world of smells like what? How did how, how are you attracted to that? I mean, was it something with escape rooms like you played around with it and while, while you were there and then it was like, this is something that I want to carry into future things? Was it something that was brought to you? Did you smell like what it smells like on Main Street USA? And, or like, well, what was it that brought you into the world of smells? 
Um, it was kind of two things. One thing, I always just like sniffing things, like if I have a pencil, <laughs> I'll just be sniffing it, like, <laughs> pretty simple. Um, okay, all right, it makes sense. Then in my hometown, um, there was an attraction called the Time Walk, and it had the smell of the plague, like um, you would go through the town's history and there was a Black Death smell and it was ghastly. Um but it really, it stays with locals all around the town. The attraction's closed now, but everyone remembers the plague smell. Um, <laughs> so I always I always had the kind of potential of smell in my mind, and I wanted to kind of get into that um, once I considered it. Um, it's very exciting stuff. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, it's funny, like, how important smell is to memory. Yeah. Like, I know for me, like, I have I have memories of smells that I smell when I was a child, like at a grocery store that I if I if I smell that now, I would be transported back to that time. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, my big thing for when we started doing annual pass was I talked about the the forest at E.T. Like at yes. E.T. Adventure in, in, in Universal Orlando. There's a smell when you walk into that forest that is distinctly that forest. And so uh, when when he came on or when Lena came on and he was like, I want to talk about smells. I'm like, this is great. I'm just I'm excited to have you because to me, you know, it's, it smell is one of your five senses. It's incredibly important and it can be overlooked very, very easily. Yeah, it's a, and it's it's funny how how much it's deployed and you don't even realize it. Uh, like, for instance, you know, I travel a lot with this company and with this this career and stay in a lot of hotels around the world. And mm -hmm. when I bring my girlfriend with me, who's much cooler than I am, she always <laughs> notices if a hotel has a signature scent. Huh. And if they do, they typically sell a candle of it. And so she collects candles from hotels' signature scents around the world that she uh, enjoys. Nice. And so now, anytime I go to a, a nice hotel, I look to see if they have a signature scent. Nice. So you're like, oh, it smells like the Hilton It's like, today. oh, it's bergamot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Liam, you sent over a series of, of scents that I'm going to slow Slowly start handing Jeff and just uh, let him let him test them to see what they smell like. They're not labeled. I have the labels here. It's like a smell bullet. Yeah. So the, the top opens up. So you can go I ahead. Just, it, it's, it's I insert it in my nose. Just right into the nose. Okay. Uh, so it is pretty concentrated. So I do like the wafting thing where yeah, you kind yeah. of like blow it towards you. So I gave you this first one. Let me know what you think that smells like. I gave you a good one to start. This one. This one is one of is my it, favorites. Is it now? How how binary am I getting here? Is it like it's like, oh, it smells like laundry, or is it like it smells like a... I mean, you can, you can pretty much... What, what do you think it smells like? Because, I mean, some of these are going to be a mix of things. Some of them are going to be... It's a great smell. It's a good smell. That's a good one. I got you. It smells a little... It smells like... You would experience this on Soarin' Over the USA, which is a, an Epcot attraction. Started at Disney's California Adventure. That's a big hint for you. It's... Okay. It smells like... It's going to be super tough, but that's okay. It smells like the... The laundromat in the army I used to use. <laughs> so the one I gave you that I started with was Orange Groves. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like I'm smelling like orange. What was going on in that laundry over there? There's probably like lemon and orange scents, yeah. citrusy scents, you know? Huh, okay. That's a, good, that's a good smell, right? You don't have to take it back. I'll, no, I'll no, well, you've got, we've got a whole bunch more here. I've got I've got like seven more. I hope I'm not. All right. So, so Liam, uh, when you like, do you have just samples of scents and you have to come up with what they're called? Or is it is it something where you're like, I need something that smells like this can, uh, like, how can I make this? Or Yeah, are you in a lab combining <laughs> like beakers of stuff? Um, sometimes it's, it's kind of a mixture. So sometimes we might have like, um, a museum who wants something, they want the smell of, um, warfare. Um, and we'll have, um, lots of samples already on the shelf, lots of bottles. 
and we'll say, okay, we've got that one for you. Um, I mean, the, the, the company I work for was founded in 1973 and it was the first company to specialize in attraction design. So these days we've got like um, over 400 aromas that um, we can pick off the shelf. If it's, wow, um, wow. and actually we'll, we'll send them samples like you've got as well. But if it's nice. um, kind of a more complex, um, maybe a project from a maybe a bigger company, um, they might want something more specific. So we might, um, like you say, mix some beakers together and combine <laughs> the aromas. Um, or we'll make something from scratch. We've had Jaguar urine posted to the lab, Otapoo. Wow. Nothing's yeah. too unusual. Do you ever have to go on site? They're like, we need to capture the smell from this forest in Poland. And you guys have to go out there and, and actually smell it firsthand and then figure out how to recreate it? We try to. It can be a bit tricky. Um, like I say, um, sometimes we'll be posted things. Um, sometimes we'll do some research, lots of reading. Um, I know for the Sorin, um, they said they got um, the Imagineers got a sock and dipped it in the sea. Um, because they were after a really specific sea smell. The samples that they'd had previously were were not quite right. Uh, it, it's so interesting because you think about it, like there's no easy way to record a scent. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously audio we can record. We're doing yeah. it for the podcast. Video is not, not difficult. But how do you record there's a scent? There's not a smell record. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, this. Can we recreate that? It's like you literally would have to go to a place or have it sent to you. It's my Zoom smell. <laughs> I'm going to take just a brief second here to tell you about this week's sponsor for Annual Pass, and that sponsor is Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons. That's right, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons is the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. If you've been wanting to know about the Elder Dragon Saga, now is your chance to find out the conclusion of it. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to. Explore the beautiful Canthan continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the siege turtle combat mount, who doesn't want to do that, and way, way more. Are there any theme parks in Guild Wars 2? Let me know if there are. I would love to go check them out. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry. Their community of over 16 million are ready to welcome you with open arms. Best kind of arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures. Like that Turtle Siege combat mount I mentioned? Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, and the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. This turtle has weapons strapped to its shell. I got to see that in action. What about that personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Sounds fun. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. Yeah, fishing is something Jeff and I would probably be doing. We would just do that the whole time. Just, just fish. Now, you can check out the link in the description of this episode to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available right now. Check it out. It supports the show, and, uh, and that means you're supporting me and, and maybe maybe Ellie here in some way. Ellie, you want to play Guild Wars 2? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ellie was not happy about that, but hey, check out Guild Wars 2. Let me know what you think, and uh, let's get back to the episode. 
I've got another one for you. This, okay. one, this one was one of the ones that transported me immediately to somewhere. Uh, th- I know this exists on a ride in particular. While I'm about to open this and smell it, Liam, I have a question. Say uh, I'm a museum and I want to hire you for a smell of, I don't know, an Orange Grove or the Black Death or maybe both. How, <laughs> like when they buy that, how, like what, what quantities are we talking about and how is it disseminated through the museum is it does it like is it pushed through the air conditioning system and is it just like a lot like a, a vial of concentrate like how 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 far does a, a smell go yeah we've got tiny little vials here yeah. that are like is it a I mean, vat of like smell a, these are like quarters of a thimble like, like these are like small the, like the size of the of the drum they they dunk the tunes in and <laughs> in <laughs> goop or whatever not yeah. goop uh oh, dip, ro- dip, ro- yeah oh yeah <laughs> i was rabbit. thinking yeah roger rabbit um <laughs> Yeah, well, I could go on about this forever, really. There's, um, if we if we're going to talk about Disney, there's um, Bob McCarthy who developed the Smellitzer, which was a scent cannon um, back in the eighties for Epcot. So for things like um, Universe of Energy and Horizons and Spaceship Earth, it was um, previously um, at Disneyland they'd just been using like little atomizers because there wasn't really anything made especially for the industry. So the Smellitzer could shoot, um, it was named after the Howitzer cannon, so it fired <laughs> aroma right at guests just as they were passing at the right moment. Just nails you in the face. Yeah. The smell cannon. In Austin, we, we created something called the taco cannon. <laughs> There's a similar thing. Well, it's, it's uh, so J- Jeff, you just took a, a sniff of this. This one, this one distinctly, I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a hint. Do you have any idea where it's coming from? Maybe. What's your hint? Epcot. It's in Epcot. Oh, uh, man, I haven't been to Epcot since I was seven. Uh, okay, well, that that might be a little difficult then. It smells, it smells uh, spicy, a little spicy to me, a little uh, earthy. Okay, okay. Um, so this one, okay, I'll, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, okay, I, so I, this I, one is from Spaceship Earth. Okay. Uh, the title of it is Burning Library. If you've ever ridden on Spaceship Earth. As you pass the area during the Dark Ages, they talk mm. about like everything, like basically everything got burned down. This is it, like to a T. Like really? this, I would not be shocked if it, this is the exact formula they use because that smells exactly like the. And thing. you recognize it immediately. Uh, immediately, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that is that is really neat. Is there so Liam? Are there any smells that are like your go tos? Like these are the ones that you know people really really want. Any, know us for yeah, yeah. Any big popular ones. Um, I think at Halloween the popular ones come out because everyone just wants to go for vomit, <laughs> rotting flesh, urine, <laughs> poo. Um, it's it's pretty easy at Halloween. Um, okay. Otherwise, musty is pretty popular. The kind of generic um, castle dungeon kind of smell, old books. Oh and things. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's funny because a lot of places you think like, oh, it's probably just smells like this. Like, oh no, no, that's actually like a scent that is being pumped yeah. into a place. And if you think about it, it makes so much sense. <laughs> so much sense. I'm not trying to be clever there, but uh, it, it smell is one of the five senses and, and a very important one that we yeah. we often I think ignore when we're creating experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So well, I say like we do. Obviously, Disney and the <laughs> yeah. smarter people. Uh, Jeff, this one you probably will recognize. <laughs> Yeah, well, so what do you think this is, Jeff? Like puke or something. This is vomit. Yeah. You, you nailed it. You... <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine this... I didn't know there were going to be bad smells. Oh, yeah. there's <laughs> we, We've got a whole we got a whole smorgasbord of stuff here. Liam sent over some goods. Uh, that smells absolutely like vomit. Oh, you guys my Lord. You nailed, nailed it. You yeah. nailed that one, Congratulations. Liam. Congratulations. Now, uh, 
We're very proud of it. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I don't know if that's the worst one we have. Oh, I can't get it out of my nose. Uh, right, give me a better smell. <laughs> okay, here, we'll try Or give this. me a worse smell, and then we can go back to better so I get all the bad out okay, of Okay, well, I've got at least one or two <laughs> more good ones here. Here, here this, one, this one should be a good one, I think. If you could ask for me, what is the worst theme park smell? So, so Ben wants to know, what is the worst theme park smell? Like, what's the worst in, in your, in your, uh, your, you know... Your, or just the worst smell you guys sell. Yeah, your, yeah. your folder full of, of smells. What's the worst one you think you have? Um, we have a rubbish one that's like um, rubbish that's been left out for ages. Like you can kind of imagine um, garbage um, can juice. That's really like Ugh. it properly gets into and makes you wince. <laughs> gets up into the sinuses. Jeff, that, that one's much nicer. I'll, I'll give you that. This one, um, I, I oh. think. Yeah, yeah. See, that one's good. What, what, what do you think that is, Jeff? Uh, this smells like... Yeah, let's see. Take a good whiff. I, I'm close on it. It's It smells like a dessert of some kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a dessert like of a, some kind. What is that? Oh, I'm, I'm, I can taste it. I'll say it's, it's a form of ice cream. Do you want to try to go for a specific flavor of ice cream? S'mores. Close. It's cookies and cream. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's close, so, but yeah. It's, it's, it's got stuff in But it there. definitely, yeah, them. I can... That makes sense. That makes yeah, yeah. So, oh man. So, what do you think, Liam? What do you think is the most iconic smell out of like, you know, like I know for me walking down Main Street USA, you get the smell of uh, of the ice cream that at the end of the park. There's always an ice cream shop on Main Street USA at Disney World. What What do you think is the most iconic smell that exists out in like the amusement realm? Um, I think. Well, actually, it's it's kind of an unintentional one, but the parts of the Caribbean water is really. Um, okay. Personal hmm. to lots of people, they always remember that one. Um, so is that is that is that an artificial smell, or is that not just the actual smell of the park? Yeah. So they use something called bromine in the water, which is kind of um, an alternative to chlorine. It's a bit less um, pungent because you don't want parts of the Caribbean smelling like a swimming pool. Um, <laughs> so you don't want, you don't want the smell of chlorine in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, how, how's that one? I gave you another one. If if you you should absolutely be watching this episode, by the that's way, doo doo man, that is, is poo. That? You nailed it. <laughs> you got it, Jeff. Yeah, this is poo. That's definitely poo. <laughs> it smells like your living room. Ugh. Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I've never been in your living room. That's but I true. It smells nothing like that. If there's Ugh. if there's dog dog poo, then maybe. Do you, do you have uh? Do you guys have hot dog smells, Liam? No, that's that's the one that we don't have readily available in stock. That would have to be a custom job. Oh man, a custom hot dog? Yeah, could you imagine if you could pump hot dog smell through your house? How awesome that would be! Would you go for hot dog or like chili dog? I, well, now that you mentioned, I'd probably go with chili dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like the mustard and sort of like cheese I, and. I'm, I, and I say that without <laughs> not kidding. I really love the smell of hot dogs. Yeah, I think it's most of the joy of hot dogs to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I will say now all of the smells are sort of blending, blending together in, yeah, in, in like, the room right now. I don't know who's recording here after we are. Um, <laughs> this was yeah. So let's see here. Let's get a whiff of this like one. A, you get a whiff of cookies and cream and then doo doo. Okay, this one uh, this one might be a little tougher for you, but. Uh, that that was not as bad. I, I promise. Clear, cleanse my I know. I should I should have brought some coffee. We like yeah, it, you know you get the smell the diet coke. Or no, that's a trick. It's the diet. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, if you want to ever clear your sense palate, you're supposed to sniff coffee beans. That's the, do you know do you know the science behind that, Liam? 
well, I've heard it suggested that sniffing yourself can really work because you're, you're kind of so used to yourself. You're the most neutral smell you could possibly sniff. So that's quite I guess it. that makes sense. Uh, I just I smell like all these other smells. You, well, that's probably that's a personal hygiene thing more, oh, right, more than right. anything. All right. What do, you, what do you think that is? Jeff? I don't like that. What is. So that's ro- water ride mildew. Yeah. So speaking that, of like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, that, it's kind of. Now that you say it, that definitely smells like mildew. Yeah, that's that's an <laughs> interesting like my laundry room. Unfortunately, we only got a few more here. Don't, what? Okay, I'll say one of the three is good. <laughs> the other two, not so much. Uh, so, uh, did I ask Liam what what is your favorite scent of all time? Like Jeff, obviously, would be uh, hot dogs. Hot dogs. I really dig the burning library scent just because that's a, a unique memory for me. What what would be yours? Um, I think I would. S- Partly say the Black Death smell, because um, I have <laughs> yeah. childhood well, memories of that. Um, your English makes terms. sense. That smell launched your um, career. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also, I I think um, some of my favorite are the ones that I can't talk about. And when, like, you see people Ooh. kind of making candles, recreating what you've kind of worked on, I think that's um, sometimes the most exciting ones. Now, this one, this one's really cool, Jeff. This reminds me, we had, I, I don't know, but I think we may have had this scent at the Great Movie Ride when I worked there. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, this one, okay, that's not a, it's not as bad. It's, I would say this is like a five on the, the, the one to ten, ten being the worst. Where was the mildew? Mildew is probably about a seven. See, that one's not, not as, it's it's potent, but it's not as, as like, that urine? vile. It's, it's, it's medieval. A, it's ammonia. It's medieval stable. Okay. Yeah. So the idea is like horses. Little when, little, yeah. When when I worked the Great Movie Ride, we had uh, we had a scene in the Old West, and it mm. had this smell. Yeah. There's a bit of a there's kind of like a hay and animal smell to it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy that like when with just a label, be like, oh yeah, I know exactly yeah, that yeah, smell. Yeah. Like it, it does that so well. So Liam, how often do you guys get in like a new scent and have to come up with a title for it, or like you know like is it a bunch of people like everyone tries to place it, or or is it more of you're trying to recreate something? It's really interesting, like the way you've been talking about um, the labels and stuff, because sometimes um, a label or like seeing a visual can really affect how people perceive a smell. So like um, the mildew smell um, also passes really well as a coal smell. Um, So sometimes when we're giving out samples, we'll actually do different labels Mm. because a label can kind of misdirect uh, the designers sometimes. Because um, they'll read it says one thing and they'll think it's another. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things where, like, if you you, you are you all right, Jeff? Jeff's having a, a yeah. Rough I just got time. smell on my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a paper towel here. If you need a paper towel, I have no water. I have I have some water. Do you want some water? You can pour some water on yourself. It doesn't smell like anything. It's just water. I, I've seen like videos where people like you can hear them saying something, but then you read what they're saying, and then just just by. Re- <laughs> Just by reading a different line and hearing the same thing, it sounds like different stuff. So I imagine the smell is very similar. I'm having a fantastic time on this episode, by the way, Liam. Uh, those of you, you should absolutely watch take a shower over on, over on YouTube. <laughs> well, we only got two more, Jeff. We only okay, got okay. two more. And I'm, I'm excited. Gonna, I'm going to finish with the, my one I'm excited for. This, this has been the most fun I've had uh, doing an interview. I really do an annual pass in a long time. This is... I love the fact that there are visual aids and smell aids. Yeah, we're, co- we're coming up on a year of annual pass. Do you know that? In no, March. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. I'm curious. I have no idea what this one will smell like. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's it's. <laughs> you keep saying that. not the worst. Uh, th- oh, you know what? I know exactly what that smells like. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jeff's sense of smell, I think, is a 
a lot more uh, a lot more sensitive than mine, I think. Oh my god. What is that? Have you ever been to SeaWorld? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. I lost my daughter there once. <laughs> Okay. Well, this isn't the, sm the smell of your lost daughter. Uh, this is the smell of an attraction at SeaWorld that you would get. Can you, can you, does that help you? Does that place it, it anywhere? It, you know what it smells like to me, honestly? It smells like, do you know how you, you can go to a petting zoo uh -huh. and you can get uh, like food out of a bag yeah, to yeah, give yeah, the yeah. animals? It smells like a, like that if it soured. Okay, okay. So this is labeled penguin vomit. Okay. Yeah. Which if you've ever been to if you've ever been to a, a SeaWorld or like an, an aquarium that has penguins, that's the smell. That's a hundred percent the smell. Liam's company has penguin vomit on demand, but not hot dog. <laughs> That's that's I think that's probably a, a, partially a European there's thing. A, there's a lot more call for penguin vomit around the world than you would think. Well, I imagine that's a scent yeah. that goes to a lot of aquariums and a lot of like places like that. It's it's the same thing too. Like I, you know, at SeaWorld, I assume again when you go visit the penguin, you know, exhibit, it's like oh, you just you just catch the smell of it. But that could just be the like a smellitzer blasting scent in there. Penguin vomit smells different than human vomit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's interesting. It smells like fish. Mm. <laughs> And now I've got one last one, uh, Jeff. I'm very excited for. I'm curious if this is, um, if if this this might strike me as something I'm, I I recognize immediately. Uh, okay, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right, give that one a shot. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. It better not. Is it a good? It's, it's, it's a good smell. That's a good. Smell. I promise you, it's a good smell. All right, Jeff is going to finish this last one here. Oh, he's taking a big whiff. I'm just trying to get rid His of his eyes are closed. He's trying to. Imagine himself in a different place. I think with all the vomit and penguin vomit up your noses, it might be a bit tricky to identify <laughs> at this point. <laughs> this smells like polished uh, wood. Okay, okay, you're onto it. You're onto it. This is pine forest. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, it smells like wood. Yeah, it makes sense. It yeah. smells like pine salt to me. Is what is kind of what I was. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. like. Nice. Well, there you go, Jeff. You made it through. All of the scents that Liam sent over. So of all the ones, we have Pine Forest, Orange Grove, Burning Library, Vomits, Cookies and Cream, Penguin Vomits, uh, Medieval Stable, uh, Water Ride Mildew, and Poo. What, what what would you say is your favorite and what is your least favorite of uh, all of those? Least favorite is... Uh, hold on. Okay, again. Poo, Vomit... Uh, Burning Library, Orange Grove, Pine Forest, Cookies and Cream, Penguin Vomit, Medieval Stable, and Water Ride Mildew. I think, I think probably Penguin Vomit or Vomit was my least favorite, and easily Orange Grove. Orange Grove Going is nice. Orange Grove, we, yeah, he's he's taking a hit off Orange Grove again. Uh. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right, being transported out to California right now. Uh, so much better. <laughs> you want me to put on some No Doubt for you? Uh, blood Orange. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like a Dude, I gotta say, uh, the poo was very violent. Yeah, poo was bad too. That was that was rough. That was one, Liam. I'm sure you put in there, like, oh, they're gonna have fun with this one. And also, thank you for labeling them too. That yeah. made it a lot easier on me. <laughs> um, that the uh, uh, the burning library for me. That is like that holds that a special place in my heart. Like yeah. this one. I, I, I got to find someone who, who knows the part. I got to find Wes. So Wes is a photographer here at, at Rooster Teeth. Town, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, man. But he's a big Disney nerd like me, and he would totally dig that. Tony. So. Oh, yeah, Tony. He, yeah. Would, he would take that as well. Tony's our, one of our merch guys. He's awesome. He's a big theme park guy. Anyway, uh, Jeff, do you have any more questions for Liam? This has been fun. This has been a, like a very uh, hands-on episode. Uh, yeah, Liam, I guess my, my last question would be if I, if I was someone who enjoyed smells 
how would I go about breaking into this industry? Because this is fascinating that this career exists. Yeah, well, um, scent company. I mean, with that, say I don't have an animation degree. How do I go about it? <laughs> scent companies um, specializing in attractions are kind of rare, um, or they'll yeah. they'll be they'll kind of um, they'll be scent companies that just work with scents and happen to work with attractions. Um, so I guess um, just work uh, working entertainment somehow getting some experience, yeah. kind of understanding the journey, um, because the scents need to be applied in quite a specific way that affects how people feel and react and um, the memories that come into them at certain points. Um, so if you kind of have an understanding of that kind of thing, um, then that can be really handy if you if you do want to step in this direction. That is very, very cool. So if, if we were going to experience something uh, that you've worked on directly, where would we go? Like, is there like, is it like Alton Towers or like, somewhere in the UK? Like, where, where would we find something that you've had your, your hands on? Your nose in. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ones in America um, are normally top secret. So I think, yeah, yeah. Alton Towers um, is a good one. Um, we've got the Wicker okay. Man roller coaster there, which is really popular around, among UK Ooh. fans. They've got um, the Wood Smoke Smell actually, which is similar to um, Burning Library, and that um, nice. It's used um, to kind of psychologically trigger a fight or flight reaction in the queue, um, or the, <laughs> the pre-show kind of build up that tension as they see this big burning figure in front of them. Oh, that's awesome. Man, Alton Towers. I, we we got to get out there, man. Well, we gotta... you know, there's a chance we might be going to the UK in April. Yeah, uh, April fingers crossed. So maybe we'll get our, we we can get our noses out there. Absolutely, man. That'd be fun. Well, well, Liam, thank you so much for being a part of Annual Pass today. This has been a lot of fun. Like, I, I really enjoy yeah. kind of like experiencing parts of like you know bits and elements of of attractions and theme parks and stuff you don't really think about and smells. Like, I didn't realize how. Intense, uh, pervasive yeah. they are as yeah. well, you know. So, so thank you very much for for uh, giving us some of your knowledge, and hopefully, when we go visit the UK, you can uh, you can point out some of your smells for us, or uh, point out, smell out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, either either works. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your day over there, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Enjoy your absolutely. absolutely. You. Take care. Your smelling. Get over those smells. <laughs> What a great interview! <laughs> How's your nose doing, Jeff? Dude, I can smell all of those things at once. Yeah, I actually went and washed my hands. didn't Didn't help. No, no. <laughs> I may have discovered. You want to pour orange all over your hand or anything? I thought that that would. Yeah, I. Uh, I thought that that would eliminate the other smells if I just re-smelled orange. It didn't. Um, <laughs> I, we may be discovering. I may be a lot more sensitive to smell than I realized. No kidding. You yeah. were very reactive to it. Yeah. I don't think you were playing it up for the camera. No, I, no, no, no. I, I, I forgot we were recording. I know you're playing up face. And, yeah, uh, the vomit one. You almost was dropped so yeah that it was, was rough that, was, that rough. was pretty good so thank you again liam for uh for providing us some sense all the way from the uk i'm gonna hold on to these that burning library one i'm still yeah we should we should we that. should there's a lot of pranks we could do with oh, those i didn't even think about that yeah oh man hmm okay yeah, yeah we'll, we'll work yeah. on that so uh all right well this is the portion of the episode where uh we do some q a stuff this is where you ask us questions we we ask you questions all that fun stuff and these are questions from the marathon episode of annual pass so uh, okay. this feels appropriate because i'm about to go do a half full marathon. the full marathon episode not the lazy half marathon <laughs> Thank you. lazy half marathon ah <laughs> uh, geo or excuse me glass glass squirrel 
or uh, yeah, Glass Quarrel, because there's only two S's here, says, I hate to say this because it sounds like criticism, but this episode should have run super long. I've been waiting for months to hear about this saga. So Glass Squirrel wanted to hear more about the marathon. Well, I think I ran out of questions. I well, You had some really great questions. It was a lot of fun. We did we did run long in the episode, yeah. but it could have gone longer, I think. I, it was like, I legitimately, I think I said it in the moment, but I was so excited and interesting uh, interesting i was so excited and interested very to talk to you about your experience because i had been uh holding off on even <laughs> on speaking to you the whole time because i wanted to yeah. learn about it all with the audience you yeah. know and uh I, I was i was just i'm fascinated by the whole thing from start to finish yeah having known you for as long as i have and then this is where you ended up and then this thing that you've accomplished and it's just it was really neat and fun and interesting and so i i uh, I apologize if I didn't ask enough questions, audience. I, <laughs> I asked everything that I that came to mind. It's funny. Someone actually found a video clip from, I don't know if it was a podcast or an old Achievement Hunter video or something, but it was something along the lines of, we were talking about a marathon or something, and you made a joke of something like, Jack would never run a marathon from like a decade ago, like literally like a decade ago. Proved that guy wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, that's, that's middle age for you, right? Yeah. Uh, Ignatia. Ignisha, I'm not sure how to say that. Are you guys planning to do any other East Asian theme parks aside from Tokyo Disney? Yes, yes absolutely. We're going to do all of them. That's that's the idea. So, like, apparently, uh, quarantine and, like, you know, COVID restrictions are starting the lift. Yeah. So... That's opening up. We we've I, I've pitched some ideas to Ben to, to then pitch on to budget people about some stuff we might be able to do. Uh, and so yes, we would like to get out to Japan, China, Shanghai, you name it, like Hong Kong. Like there's so many places I want to go. Yeah, if the question and I I say this, I don't want to discourage the question because through the questions, it oftentimes are how we find out about these places. Yeah. yeah. But if the question is, do you want to go to X? <laughs> the answer is always going to be yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If it's if it's amusement park or theme park related, yes, I want to go. If I it's wanna... a, is if it's a ride a, a, on a cruise ship or on top of a hotel, yes, yes, we want to do it. Let's do it. Uh, Corbin twenty one says regarding theme parks in the winter because we talked about because uh, mm. uh, it was I think really cold or it was like snowing around that time. Yeah, I was wondering about like we, I think we were talking about Cedar Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some Cedar Fair parks, which is you know owned by Cedar Point and what are they own Cedar Point, mm -hmm. uh, put on a winter fest between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I went to Kings Island in Ohio shortly before Christmas and they had two roller coasters open along with a bunch of kitty rides. It was definitely a new experience riding Mystic Timbers all bundled up in thirty degree weather. Oh, I didn't even think about riding a roller coaster like in literal freezing temperatures. Mm -mm. I did see on Reddit, mm -mm. someone posted on the theme park subreddit, someone posted a video of it was a, uh, a roller coaster track that was covered in snow and they just ran an empty car through it and it was just blasting snow <laughs> everywhere. I was going to say, do you have to, much the same way we salt the roads, do you have to send the first cart through and yeah. salt the track essentially? <laughs> like but, some guy. But it was just snow getting like kicked off everywhere. Yeah. It was really, really cool. That's and, cool. And again, we saw the, the video from, I think it was, it was Tokyo Disney that all the snow on and it was just beautiful. Like, oh man, that would be so cool to do. Uh, Nathan Merritt says, hey Jack and Jeff, super excited to get this episode about the marathon and I love the idea of a community running group. Uh, my mind immediately went to Passholder Run Club, ab abbreviated PRC, can be referred to as Park, but I can admit FastPass is pretty on the money. Can't wait to train due to the races, uh, or do the races when the kit slash gear is available. So... They're asking for merchandise already. Uh, yeah, so that was the idea. Of, uh, I, I got ahead. I think I mis misplaced this one. But uh, the idea, the, the question I asked on the marathon episode is what should we call the achievement or the, uh, yeah. the annual pass run club? <laughs> and so uh, we'll get to those answers here in a second. But I do have a physical piece of mail, Jeff. Oh, 
This is, uh, says, bonjour, Jack and Jeff. That's French for hello. Love the annual pass show. Here's a Disneyland Paris vacation guide from back in the day for your AP studio. We're decking out the studio already. I was in Disney's college program there and still have my name badge, cast member guide, and other knickknacks from my time there. Never thought a short interview when Disney came to the University of Texas would lead to an incredible journey working on property at Disneyland Paris. Any chance you'll take the show across the pond to Disneyland Paris? Troy. So Troy sent in. This awesome vacation guide from Disneyland Paris. It's really pretty. That's the uh, the Jules Verne Space Mountain. It's really, really oh, neat. Wow. That's a cool, cool coaster. It was It was Hyperspace Mountain when I was there. Uh, how to get to Disneyland Paris. This is so neat. So, uh, yeah. Um, thank you very much for this, Troy. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, I want to go back. I've, I've actually been to Disneyland Paris and uh, had a really good time, but I wish I could go back, and I want to do it again very, very soon. So... This is there's going to be a I'm reading the newspaper just FYI. Uh-huh. Uh there's going to be a blackout jusqua 17th. <laughs> so, uh oh man, Festival Disney. Plan plan accordingly. Billy Bob's Country Western Saloon at Disney? What? The Chicago Taste Hat? What? Buffalo Bills Wild West show. Buffalo Bills Wild West show. Interesting. Uh, Are these is, is this all Paris? Yeah, I don't even know. I anyway, mean, well, hey, if you have anything you want to send our way uh, physically, you can send it to Annual Pass, Care of Rooster Teeth Productions, 1901 East 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78723. Uh, Troy also sent over a sticker from Capital City Soccer, which is uh, awesome. This is the, another uh, soccer team here in Austin. Go Austin FC. Go go Verde. Their first game was this weekend. Oh, yeah. Did you go? No, I was in Florida oh, <laughs> for, right, right, right. for a half marathon. That's true. So hopefully they did well. But uh, anyway, so now this is where we ask you a question. I said, hey, what should we call the annual pass running club? And we've got some good answers here. A lot of similar answers, but some good ones here. TNT Raiders says, how about the fast pass holders playing off annual pass holders? The old fast pass name, once again, combining theme parks and the annual pass community. Mm. A lot of people saying fast pass, which mm. probably Disney, I imagine, still owns the copyright for. So I don't know if we can get that one. Uh, Allison A says, pass runners. I would be so up for trying to run something like this. Also, congrats, Jack. So thank you very much. Uh, P. Walter, Phil, our buddy up there in Ohio, says, passing on your left. <sighs> and he says, I know that's that's bad. That's okay. Snoku says, annual lappers would be a good play on words for pass, like passing people. Annual lappers. Annual lappers isn't bad. <laughs> it's a little aggressive. <laughs> that's true. I, I think we're, we're more of a relaxed... Yeah, you know, peaceful one. So, uh, Snipper sixteen says, "Jack." They wrote it out like yeah. that. Uh, first, congratulations on your amazing marathon completion. What a gorgeous medal! Thank you very much. Uh, second, please start a running club. We have uh, since starting at my desk job, I've gotten less and less active. I need a new incentive to get back out and active again. I tried three months ago, but had muscle misalignment that kept me from doing more than a five to ten minute walk. So I'm currently doing physio for that and getting better. But I know you uh, will support this. For those that are not local to you or unable to travel, maybe local groups can be formed among the pass holders, or perhaps pictures, videos can be sent into email addresses showing running progress. Just some ideas to get people moving. I got that one mixed up in the wrong spot. Uh, yes, Snipper, we absolutely, on the Discord, we have a running group that we're, we're trying to label right now. Join that Discord, and I promise you, you get a lot of support. Uh, fake account to disable autoplay says, on your lefts, kiss my pass. <laughs> Jack and some other people, or pass annually. Do you like it? You like kiss my pass? Is that is that your favorite? It made me chuckle. <laughs> I don't think that you should call it that. But Probably it made not. Me uh, then we've got uh, Manders, who just says uh, just annual fast. <laughs> That's kind of clever. Yeah. Same logo, just annual fast. And one I just randomly selected from the group is uh, J Rob Heartthrob. 
who says uh, some running group names, Fast Pass Holders, The Running Joke, mm. which is clever, and my personal favorite, which would need a People Mover-esque logo design that I know the designers would love to create, Annual Pass Transit Authority Moving People, <laughs> A-P-T-A-M-P, pronounced Aptamp. Yeah, Aptamp. <laughs> I like Aptamp. Aptamp. How about, how about, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to take all these names to the actual Discord, and we're okay. going to come up with the final name, and I'll let you... Because I, I don't want to just pick one and be like, I'll this, make this, yeah, no, this it's, democratic. It's, it's a, a, a community. People. Exactly. Right. So let I want to make sure, in. but we'll, we'll pick a few names, and then do some votes, and then we'll come up with one. So I'll let you know very, very soon what the the final official name is going to be. So, uh, But yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today's episode, Jeff. Uh, I see you looking at our... Uh, our, our Disney castle that uh, Jessica and Jennifer, the uh, twins, gave us. How is this going to take two hours to put together? Uh, it's about five hundred pieces. It's it's about uh, about it's about five hundred or how many pieces is it? It's uh, forty thousand four hundred seventy. Five hundred sixty-seven. So yeah, it's a, it's a, you want to you, you do about two hundred fifty an hour or so. I Maybe think you do. Well, I did the uh, the Millennium Falcon, which was seventy-four hundred pieces, and it took me thirty-one hours. Mm. So, uh, of course, I was streaming it, too. So, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to take our time with it. But okay. it'll, it'll go fast. So it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, that being said, we're going to be putting out YouTube content. I promise you, at some point, we will. We've got stuff shot. We're just going to start doing it soon uh, over at YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. Make sure to grab some merchandise. That's the best way to support our show. Um, we've got new shirts up in the store. We've got our lanyard with the pins. We've got hats. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing the idea of getting some, like, athletic gear as well mm. um, whenever we do come up with the. Yeah, the actual proper name, so we'll let you know when that's up in the store. But Jeff, did you learn anything today on today's smelly episode of Annual Pass? I did. I learned. Uh, I learned that I have a, a very advanced nose palate. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. My olfactory senses. You definitely are, reacted, and yeah. so I know that Burning Library. I'm going to hold near and dear to my heart. So. That's going to do it this week. Thank you very much, everyone who listens and watches Annual Pass and supports the show. It does mean the world to us. Uh, oh, yeah, I need to ask a question for this week. I, I, I had a question for you. So this is where I ask you a question, and then you go and you respond to mm. it in, in the chat or in, in, in the comments over on roosterteeth.com. So uh, the question that I have for this week, I'm not stalling to find where I wrote it down somewhere. The question I have for this week uh, for this episode of Annual Pass. Oh, yeah, that's it. That was it. What is your favorite smell memory in the park? Like for me, riding on, uh, you know, Spaceship Earth, that smell of the burning library is so good. But what is your favorite smell memory in a theme park, in an amusement park, or just anywhere in general? Great question. Know. Yeah, because uh, smell is very, very important. So let us know in the comments. I'll randomly pick someone. We'll mail you an autographed uh, theme park map from Jeff and I. But uh, that'll do it for this week. Thank you very much, everyone. Go check us out on YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. Go to our Discord. Join the running group. We're having a lot of fun. And we will see you very soon for more. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.